Nice and humid. 33 degrees outside. Drink it in because we've Did got ourselves. Did you say humid? Yeah, it's, it's humid out there. 33 degrees. Drink it in now because, my friends, it is going to get brutally cold. At least that's the forecast for Friday and Saturday. Saturday, of course, Christmas Eve. Sunday looks brutal as well. The weekend is going to be a cold one, Yerko. It's and the chilly. reason we are watching, obviously, because we're here in Chicago, but... The Bears will be hosting the Buffalo Bills, and weather doesn't scare the Bills, but the question is, does it scare the fan base who is right now watching a 3-11 and football team? Does it scare the, the fan base, especially on Christmas Eve, from going out and supporting our local heroes, the Bears? I, I don't think anything scares Bear fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would scare the Bears fans is their three-win record. Okay. If, they, if that's not going to scare them... I think on Christmas Eve, they'll be out there supporting the Chicago Bears because that's what they do. They've got eight games, usually at home, maybe nine, depending if you get the extra game, where you get to go out and celebrate everything that is Bears football. It's about the tailgate. It's about the camaraderie. It's about the kinmanship. That's what it's all about when you attend a Bears game uh, because it has to be. Because <laughs> it's point. not the success that you're going to see on the football field. Uh, except for the every kind of oddball year that you get where they act, they're actually competitive. Yeah. So that's what they're out there for. So, it, yeah, that's the question, though. It's going to be a pretty brutal day out there. I have to admit, uh, I have season tickets I share with some friends, four other friend, three other friends. Uh, we have a pack of four. Right. So we each have one ticket to one game. You're a wolf pack. At the start, yes, exactly. At the start of every season. And, but what we do is we divvy them up. We kind of, you know, I don't want to go to every single game. That's a bit much for me at this right, stage right. of my life. So usually we'll divvy up. We'll, we'll you know, we'll trade them out. So who's out. got this game? I have this game, Yerko. Oh, boy. I have a four-pack for a Christmas Eve game that is slated to be below zero, potentially the coldest game on record it could be at Soldier Field. If you dress for it, it's not an issue. If you know how to dress for cold weather, yes. that cold, extreme temperature is not an issue. I would agree for the most part. If you layer up well and you have the proper uh, outerwear, you can definitely get by. I will say, though, and, I, and, and you know me, someone who has uh, plen- uh, spent plenty of times on the slopes, so I'm generally... Pretty well prepared for what I need to wear. But I will say, at some of the colder Soldier Field games I've been at, by the time the second half rolls around, the first half's usually not bad, Mm -hmm. but it's the waiting around for the second half for the game to get going again. That's usually when the cold sets in, and your feet generally, even, and this is the old tip, you know, bring some uh, cardboard and some newspaper to put on the concrete. Put on your seat. Put on the concrete. Exactly. So that you can uh, maybe keep Have your a little feet. insulation. Exactly. So there's a little tip for the folks out there if you are planning on attending the Christmas Eve game at Soldier Field. But yes, I have a four-pack to Bears and Bills on Christmas Eve, and I don't believe I will be attending this one. Will you be selling those tickets? They are, they are actually up yeah. on the secondary market right now if anyone would like to go ahead and purchase Currently them. at a price of $7. Yes, yes. Uh, as uh, my, my buddy who mans the uh, tickets for us said, he's been... Slashing prices aggressively to try and be, you know, at the low, to get somebody to bite to be the low uh, price on the market. But nevertheless, it has not come to fruition just yet. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a cold one, and it looks like it's going to be pretty brutal. And it was obviously brutal on Sunday as well, Yerk, because Jalen Hurts. Now, you, my friend, did you know something when you made a prediction yesterday? 
You went out on a limb and told us that the Cowboys were going to go ahead and, and win their win. game against yeah, the Eagles. No, I didn't know that he might not play. This was before we got news that yeah. Jalen Hurts is likely to miss at least this game and possibly a couple more after it. Courtesy of the hard turf at Soldier Field when he was brought down at the end of the third quarter. Um, well, when he came back in the game, I thought he was going to be fine. Sure, I think we all did, yeah. right? So he comes back into the game, think you're going to be fine. Remember, though, when you're warm and everything and you get a leg and pain, it's not that bad. It's when you stop doing yeah. everything. And uh, you take the flight home, then all of a sudden there's a little more inflammation when you get off that flight. Yes. Then the next morning comes in, and all of a sudden you can't move. The adrenaline has stopped right. rushing yes. through your veins. Yes. And you're not nearly as uh, invincible as you thought when you get back uh, Sunday correct. night. So I game. didn't know, but if without Jalen Hurts, it becomes a little bit more difficult for them to beat the Dallas Cowboys. So that's, uh, that's obviously a topic I wanted to discuss as well. Yep. Jalen Hurts, how that changes the landscape in the NFC. But... Right now, talking Bears, uh, reacting to the fact that it looks like we have a very cold game. It's the coldest on our hands. game ever. It looks like it's. Uh, let's go to Dave, who's in Algonquin, who was, I believe, at a cold game himself. Dave, what's going on? You're on uh, Carmen and Yarko Miller and for Carm today. Hey, happy holidays, guys. You too. The uh, the coldest game I was ever at was a summer football league game, the USFL, the Chicago Blitz. Their inaugural game was in March. Cold, wind, freezing, couldn't get the grill going because of the wind. Ended up eating frozen hot dogs while we tailgated. It was nasty. And when I tell people it was the summer league, they're like, why was it cold? I'm like, it was in March. It was in Chicago. It was on the lakefront. It was nasty. The initial Chicago, what were they, the Bruisers? Blitz, I think you said, right? You said Blitz. The Blitz, yeah, the Blitz. So this was back in 83 then, Dave? Yeah, I'll say 83. I was going to say early 80s, so yeah, 83. Yeah. I thought it was the uh, Chicago Bruisers XFL uh, portion of that. Were they the Bruisers in the XFL? I thought they were the Bruisers. I thought they were something else. Yeah, they felt like they were the Bruisers when they came back. Wasn't it the Slaughter? The Chicago Slaughter? No, the Chicago Slaughter was the lingerie team. That's the lingerie team, League. (laughs) Or the the lacrosse league. the, uh, was the arena team in Hoffman Estates with uh, enforcers? Yeah, Satan and, and McMichael and Mongo. That's right. It was the lingerie yeah. team. I love that lingerie <laughs> football. We can get more of that. So, uh, so it was, that was the coldest game he's had at Soldier Field. Chicago Blitz. Yes, yes. Chicago in, Blitz in the uh, the inaugural game, and obviously that makes sense. March quite frequently is amongst the coldest months of the year, along with February in Chicago. I remember my worst game ever. It was December 26, 1993, Lambeau Field against the uh, Oakland Raiders, or L.A. Raiders at the time, before they ended up moving back up to mm-hmm. Oakland. Uh, zero degrees, minus 20 with the wind chill. That was the day the Lambeau Leap was born. Ah, beat, Leroy we, Butler. Right. We beat them 28 to nothing. It was cold. It was chilly. They wanted no part of it. I mean, mm-hmm. they competed. Tim Brown was there. Yep. Jeff Gossett was the punter. He's from Eastern Illinois. Him and I took a nice picture together that day. Was it Jay Schrader in 93? Uh, I'm trying no. to remember. Steve uh, well, No, 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 no. Jeff Hostetler, Vince okay. Evans. Okay. After Hostetler went down with a concussion, Vince Evans came in and played the rest of the game. All right. Uh, zero degrees. It was hard. Uh, guys went out there sleeveless. I looked at him and said, you're idiots. <laughs> you're idiots. You're not yes. proving to anybody you're brave. What you're proving to everybody is you're stupid. The- <laughs> I said I had a, a, a hind That's- bicycle suit. It was a body suit. Mm-hmm. Went from the neck down to the ankles. It was blue. Now, I had to cover it with a shirt, obviously, because you can't have any blue on on there. Mm-hmm. And I had to get you know, the socks on. I put Vaseline on the toes yep. before I put my socks on. That way, every time I put mine in the heater, yeah. it would heat that Vaseline up. Yep. 
and that it would retain the warmth for an extended period of time before the cold got to it again. Keep you a little bit warmer. Field. Yes, gloves, two pairs of gloves on, a liner with the glove. Uh, you had a ski mask on, you know, the one where you could see out of the head, it covers your neck. The whole ball and wax. But being out in zero-degree weather and not covering yourself isn't brave. It isn't tough. It's stupid. So you don't think the, the your teammates who... No. Refused to wear no. sleeves. That intimidation factor was not the reason you shut out the Raiders. All right, on that's that day. Like on a ninety-five degree day with high humidity. You know, I'm going to be tough and not drink water. That's the dumbest yeah. thing I've ever heard. It's in line with that type of stupidity or the sure. old school thought. You, you don't need water. You don't need water for you. No, I, I need water so I don't dehydrate, go into shock, and die. Yes, yes. Now the interesting thing is, oftentimes we've seen in a lot of these games. When it's not the Packers as the opponent, but we've seen you know teams like the Texans come in on brutally cold days. We've seen teams like the Falcons back when Michael Vick was running around for them as uh, you know re- leading the way for them for you know a period of time there where he was an excellent quarterback. But remember, I, I think I, I remember it vividly still him wearing the jacket, rushing to the sidelines as soon as the Falcons would punt the ball and rushing to the sidelines to get yeah. the jacket on because he was so cold. Uh, I think Sylvie said it upstairs just before we came down York. Like you could tell that day Vic was defeated before he even got on the field that day. And but the problem for the Bears, or maybe it's a good thing the way you look at it now, depending on how uh, you look at their draft status, the opponent, the Bills have been more than conditioned, especially with a a few of their games earlier this season, this last past weekend being one of them, where Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, the weather is not something that really will hinder them any more than, you know, it normally does when they're at home in Buffalo in December. So you've got an opponent coming in who, obviously, they're one of the best teams in the AFC. You said it yesterday, one of your Super Bowl contenders. They're going to come in to win this game, looking to win it and put it on the Bears because... They are trying to hold on to the number one seed and the buy in the AFC. So, that's, yeah, that's the way they want to do. Absolutely. They're the number two ranked team in the power rankings out there. Uh, they want to be able to not have to play that first week. They're coming in here to beat the living H out of the Chicago Bears, period. That's what they're coming in to do. And that's what's going to happen, too, by the way. <laughs> I got the website up here looking for the coldest day mm-hmm. in, in Bears history. Four degrees. I'm down to three degrees. Bears beat Packers 23-21. Bob Thomas was kicking a field goal. Two degrees. Bears beat Packers 2017 in overtime in 2008, December 22nd. And that was the coldest game. Bears beat Packers two degrees without the wind chill. December 22nd, 2008, start time 740. Is that right? 2017. The, the site I have as well, I believe, has the same thing. Yeah, with a wind chill, wind chill of minus 13 degrees. Yeah. That same day, December, yes, as you said, December 22nd, 2008. And in 83, it was 3 degrees, 2321. With a wind chill of minus 15. Yeah, so you get to see it. Then I got 4 degrees in 1988, 2117. Uh, Bears win. Oh, no, Redskins won. Oh, this was the playoff game. Oh, oh that was yeah. a brutal one. After the 87 that, season. That's the, fi- that's the infamous oh. John Drummond. Yeah. That's the infamous John Drummond. Uh, he's outside yes. freezing his butt off. With the uh, hat that looks like it was uh, a Washington hat. Uh, maybe we should play that at the, at the, with the Waddle and Sylvie just to, because uh, you can never play that enough. The John Drummond report after the Bears lose to Washington in the playoffs after a brutal, brutal, uh, brutally cold game at Soldier Field. Let's try Steve, who's in Indy. He has a question for you. Yurko Meller in for Carm today. What's up, Steve? Hey, guys. Hey, um, I'm, a, I'm a deer hunter, and uh, we have some things that we use to keep warm. 
and uh, you can put them in your shoes, like the sole of your shoe. Uh, you can they're self adhesive. You can put them over your kidneys because that's the closest organ to the surface of the skin to keep your internals warm and stuff. I just want to know if that's legal in football. Yeah, it'd be legal in football. You could put stuff on your skin, absolutely, to keep you warm. Yeah, think, They've got stuff yeah, you can put that. on your skin where it slowly releases anti-inflammatory in your body, too. You can put on yeah. your skin. Oh, like, yeah. Well, that's good. Thank you. Yeah, you could use that. Hand warmers they have. They've got all sure. types of things in their pouches. When they reach into their pouches on them cold days, they got hand warmers in there. So uh, feel free to give us a call, 312-332-3776. Do you have tickets to Saturday's game, Bears, Bills? Have you been in any way mentally defeated like Mike Vick was that day way back when? Um, and are you lamenting the fact that you have tickets to Bears and Bills this Saturday if you're going? And are you considering changing your mind um, if you're looking to go? Again, I've got a four-pack, so uh, they're up there on the secondary market. Feel free to go ahead and purchase those. 312-332-3776. Meller in for Carm today here on Carmen and Yerko. Carmen and Yerko. Follow at Carmen DeFalco and at Yerko64 on Twitter. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Get you pumped up and uh, ready to go if you're cold out there. Should come as no surprise, Yerko. I should have, uh, if I would have thought about it, it would have dawned on me immediately. But uh, our good buddy Mark Greco says he'll be uh, hosting a Bills Bears pregame party with 35 Buffalonians. And then they'll head on over for the festivities uh, in bikinis and Speedos. To get ready for uh, that, that ain't happening. You're not, you're not, you yeah. don't, I don't buy that at all. Mark will be in That's no doubt in attendance, happen. though. Are you kidding me? He's going to have his fur coat on. His, well, I know what he's going to have: his fur coat and his muff on. That's what he's going to have. Well, Mark, he, he he's born with the uh, fur coat, right? Doesn't he have the uh, chest well, he hair? He does. Yeah. There's Although no gray area. He's always been uh, a man to keep it. Uh, Keep it trimmed too, so that's you know I don't know, you know if he's well, well wearing a sweater, well quaffed, wearing the uh, the uh, the hairy sweater, the man sweater that uh, God gifted him, or if he's uh, yeah like you said well quaffed. But nevertheless, comes as no surprise. Mark Gene Greco will be in attendance for Bears and Bills to watch his Buffalo team probably put it on the Bears on Saturday on Christmas Eve. All right, so you noted of the ten coldest games at Soldier Field. Five of them have come against the Green Bay Packers, who yesterday, by the way, played in a pretty cold one themselves. They put it on the Rams. You know, I mean, it was a ho-hum game. It was a, I believe it was the largest margin of victory on the slate this weekend because it was a 12-point win. We had very close affairs everywhere down the yes. NFL slate. So the Packers go on and win that one twenty-four to 12 yesterday. I wanted to get your thoughts, though, about what took place near the end of the game with the Packers up 24 to 12 near the goal line. Aaron Rodgers did this. So two minutes even. Third down and two for Green Bay up 12. Quick throw and Watson did not get his head around. He wasn't ready for it. And now Aaron Rodgers is barking yeah, yeah, no, that's That's one of those you're supposed to know. He gives, that's the signal. He's giving him the signal, and I don't know that Watson ever looked back in there. It, it, he didn't pick up on it. <laughs> that's what, 
There's a lot of signals, a lot of subtleties. You see Rodgers, he's... (laughs) (laughs) He's still mad coming up to the line of scrimmage. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on Monday Night Football last night on ESPN. Rodgers staring daggers at Christian Watson for not getting around. Is it, at a certain point, though, is Rodgers just insufferable as a teammate? Well, I mean, is Tom Brady insufferable as a teammate? When he yells on the sidelines and berates I, I mean, Tom teammates. Brady does more berating and more yelling. Mm-hmm. Ever, but he's got skins on the wall, doesn't he? Sure. Does one, Aaron, is one Super Bowl not Aaron, is, he has Aaron Rodgers still skin on the wall. You're also talking about a guy that's been in the league forever. He's mm-hmm. got three MVPs. Sure. Looking at a wide receiver that's not looking inside. Why? Why are you not looking here? He, yeah, Why? He, Get over here. I'm I'm the guy. I'm the guy you need to pay attention to. If I see something in the coverage, you should be seeing it too. You should be looking at me going, do you see what I see? Do you see, see what, what I see? see? I see a situation where you're going to be able to, yeah. But I see a situation where you're going to be able to score a touchdown. Now, the, he should be salivating, Watson, sure. to be able to add to the statistics for the year and maybe get himself a rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's not because he's not concentrating because it's cold. It's easy not to want to concentrate and to feel sorry for yourself on the football team, especially on the field. I'd say especially at a moment when it's yeah. 24 to 12 no. and the game looks like it's well in hand. Yeah. It was a it was a third down. Third down, or was, yeah, it's yeah, third, third and down two. and two. Yeah, so two. it was like you said, an easy walking touchdown if he gets right. his head around. But the rookie was not aware, and he missed the and he's gonna, the hand sign. He's going to be a hell of a player. He is. He already is. Kind. He's you know. going to be a hell of a player. There ain't no gray area. Watson's going to be a player, and I don't care what anybody says. Aaron Rodgers is still going to be the Green Bay Packer quarterback. Oh, where's he going to be next year? Well, you know, where's Aaron Rodgers going to be next year? He's going to be in Green Bay, quarterbacking the Green Bay Packers because they're paying him fifty million dollars. Yep. And, and that's where he's going to be. He's not going to be anywhere else. Well, and especially when you saw the report that Jordan Love has requested a trade. So, you know, clearly the, uh, you know, it, it stands to reason that Aaron Rodgers will be there at least for a few more years to. Is this Jordan Love's fourth year coming up? Uh, he's in his third year. It'll he's be his fourth his year next year. Yes. He's requested a trade. That's we, the report. I saw. Yeah, yeah. So my reports are, and if I'm the Packer organization, I said, we appreciate your request. We're going to file it exactly where it needs to be filed, right in the garbage. <laughs> okay? You've got a contract here, and you're not going anywhere. And if we want to go ahead and, and give you the fifth-year option, we will. And then you can request whatever you want to request. Although it would Where's probably... he going to go? He's going nowhere. No, of course. He has no leverage in that if situation. If they can, if they can trade him... And that's what they want to do. Maybe they've seen enough of him where they're convinced he might not be able to play. But they don't want to tell the world no, that. of course. So the, the message to the world is, we think Jordan Love can play. No, when this contract is done, we can't wait to give him an extension. That way you hope and you can bait somebody into thinking that Jordan Love could be a player or not. I don't know whether he is or not. I haven't seen enough of Jordan Love to know whether he's a player or not. But, so, but Aaron Rodgers, that it doesn't, for you... It doesn't no, of course matter not. At he's at earned point. it. He's earned the right to go ahead and to tell a wide receiver to get your head out of your keister. Doesn't it stink in there? You know that's mm-hmm. what you're. You're not. You got to keep paying attention. Mm-hmm. It's attention to details. It's continuing to play. It's sixty minutes of football. Let's go. Practices that uh, passive aggressive, tough love, and hopes that next time Watson will remember the daggers that were being stared at him by the quarterback from Green Bay and not do it. He'll be aware. You do that to me in front of the the Packer fans, in front of the national audience, I'm going to look inside the door of my quarterback every time. I'm going to look at him every time Mm -hmm. to make sure I'm not going to miss anything. And 
Here's the worst part. I always told you how Frankie Winters knew everything that was happening. Mm -hmm. You know, Frankie would come in and say, we can't do it. Can't run it. Got to go to the other side. He'd say whatever. He'd let Brett know Mm -hmm. because he knew. Watson should have got to the line of scrimmage and looked and said, oh. This is an opportunity We've got something going on here. And he should be looking at his quarterback going, do you see what I see? And then, yeah, I see what you see and you see what I see. And let's make this thing happen. That's how it should work. In, in, the, in the perfect world. So that win yesterday moves the pack to 6-8 and eight on the season. They still have a little bit of a shot to try and find their way in. They're probably going to have to win out in all likelihood. They have the Dolphins on Christmas Day this week, and then they have two home games against division rivals, the Vikings and Lions. You think the Packers win out here, Yerk? Uh, who do they got Dolph- this week? Dolphins in Miami. Dolphins, Packers, it's going to be a tough one for that the Packers. Was, yes. Look for the heat. Yeah, you have for warned us plenty of times. They'll have the white jerseys on. The Packers will have the dark jerseys on. Look for the heat. It's going to be cool up here. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it might be unseasonably cool in Miami. If you check Miami right now, you're, it's you're 50 right. degrees. It's, it's 15. It's yeah. 50 because I'm going to Miami in a week, so oh, I have there you 59 go. degrees. Hey, South Beach Merkin. Call my yeah. guy Dirt. He's down there in Fort Lauderdale. You guys can have a good time down there. Maybe hop up to the casino. The Hard Rock <laughs> right, up there. there. You go. You'll have a good time. Gulfstream Park is also running if you're looking for something to entertain He'll bring, he'll bring you a nice batch of cookies. Yeah. Just yeah. tell him uh, it, it, your exactly. boy. So look at the temperatures going into the week. and what the, I think it's going to be cool because of what we've got coming here through the Midwest. So if it's cool, it's not going to bother the Packers. They're going to catch a break. And then I think it's going to be an even game. If I had to guess, Packers, Miami right now, Packers maybe a point and a half, two point favorite. I am checking as we speak. Yeah, I'm guessing that's where it's going to be. If I had to set the line Mm -hmm. with them being better, two and a half, maybe two and a half, not quite the field goal. Because if you're giving me the field goal, I might take the field goal. I saw your expression. You're telling me it's something crazy. No, no, no. The, the, the line, I, the, four and a half, the site. Four there and a half go. right now. Yeah, four went, and a half? They're giving the Packers the four Packers and a half? Getting, yes, the Packers are getting four and a half Ooh, on the road. I might jump on that there one you early. Go. Huh? Because you're going to give your no man's land after that, right? Most games end in three and four? Yeah. Most games are three or four point spread? Correct. They're giving me the four and a half. Mm-hmm. Five is no man's land. Five yes. and a half, six. It's no man's land. Yes. I'll take the four and, the and a half. Four and a half with the Green Bay Packers, because I think the Packers, in a moderately temperatured game, mm-hmm. uh, will not be affected by the heat and will be able to go ahead and perform very well. So the one thing, no matter what, even though the game was you know, somewhat of a dud, primarily because the Rams in uh, had Baker Mayfield, at quarterback, and obviously when you actually uh, make him read coverages, you know, he's not nearly as skilled at uh, doing that right now, trying to still learn the Rams' playbook. Basically, if it's not the Raiders, you know, putting the Rams in an advantageous position, Baker Mayfield really doesn't know what he's doing just yet. So it was always going to be an uphill battle for the Rams. It was last night. It was a bit of a slog. But it's always fun to watch a nationally televised game at Lambeau Field. It, it has the atmosphere, the really the only atmosphere, I think, when you look around the NFL that has that nostalgic feel, right? When you're watching, you're like, that's a game I want to, you know, that's a place I want to go attend a yeah. game at. Troy Aikman uh, on the Scott Van Pelt show yesterday after the game was asked by Scott just about the specialness of being at Lambeau Field. Well, I, I played here. Right. Uh, didn't have to play him, play them here often. Most of our games against them were in Dallas. But this is a, I mean, everybody says it. It's a really special place. And, and Joe has had a chance to go to so many more baseball stadiums than me. But I've been to Fenway and I've been to Wrigley and 
And I think in football, this is the only stadium that really compares with some of the iconic venues that you see in baseball. I think Soldier Field was that. But on the remodel, I don't think they nailed it the way that they did here at Lambeau. Uh, the fans are amazing. When you have fans who come out in these kind of temperatures and it's a sold-out stadium supporting their teams, it's, it's, a, it's a special, special place. And, you know, not to be redundant with every other broadcaster that comes into this place, but if you're a football fan and you, and you haven't been here to Lambeau, you're really missing something special. And I would concur with his breakdown there. And how about uh, a little bit of shrapnel for Soldier Field, too, the monstrosity on the lakefront after the remodel. Catching yeah, a little there. They made a mistake. I mean, sure. if you go up to the two, I, when I went there, I was amazed. At Soldier or Lambeau? At the, Lambeau Field. The renovation. When, I, when I went back, because I got out of there in 95, there was still green tin around the whole place. They did one reserva- uh, uh, one uh, renovation, renovation yep. one of them. And all they did was kind of space things out, and they went vertical and uh, put skyboxes in. Mm-hmm. Okay, they put some skyboxes yeah. in. But there's a little bit of space, and what they did was then create the second renovation and the third renovation to make things a whole lot better and to fit 80,000 some, you know, plus people in. Sure. Back then it held like 60. Okay. 58,000 mm-hmm. people. And, and now it could hold so many more people up there. But with the, the brickwork that they do, they've done outside. Yeah. Uh, with it, reclaiming some of the properties like the, the Cubs did over, you know, sure. with yeah, all the really, roadsides. Yeah. They did that across the street and created some other stuff for the, the Green Bay Packers that they can do away from the stadium. They can do right there. The Packer Pro Shop they took from being a little building, took it to being two levels with like 40,000 square feet of space. I mean, at restaurant, uh, the other facilities that they have up there to create a 365-day business model. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah. What they did at the lakefront by putting a spaceship in the middle of the Wetsima, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I understand I- what the... You know, you know, if you're the architect, the architect gets challenged, and this is what we've got to do. Sure, try. This is how we got to do it. The let's make it modern. Did the best work they could did they could do with within the parameters the they had. Of, yeah. Yeah, the, the financial the constraints, constraints. It's terrible. Yes, it's it's awful. You know what's funny? It's the worst thing in the world. Period. I was watching Scott Van Pelt after the game and listening to that breakdown, and when I saw Troy Aikman. You know, list, you know, Wrigley Fenway and then says, yeah, Lambeau is the only place we have in the National Football League that compares to those historic stadiums. I was, you know, I was thinking, yeah, I think you're right. And then he he launched the he threw the Soldier Field line in there. And I thought to myself, you know what? It's funny. We're now, what, 20 plus years removed from the renovation back in what was it? 2001? Was it 2001? 2003. With the renovation. Um, 2000, uh, 2001. So, yes, yeah, so we're over 20 years now removed from it. And it's funny because now... To your point, it is a monstrosity on the lakefront, right? And so I don't even think about, you know, for the most part, Soldier Field being one of the... At one time, it was, you know, a historic place to people were like, this is when you walk in, you you see the columns and you feel it, right? They have 20 years now removed, completely removed the coolness factor that was Soldier Field. And now, obviously, that's why we all anticipate... Only a matter of time before we get the official announcement that they will be moving to Arlington Heights down the road here in the next few years. I'm Jeff Meller in for Carmen DeFalco, who is on vacay with Yerko today. We'll continue to talk Bears, the cold game on Saturday that we're expecting. And also, I know Yerko has never been a fan of the Manning cast. And so I want to share with him Eli Manning revealing a little bit of an interesting fetish that I think we can all agree with. Oh, boy. I'll share that with you next here on ESPN 1000.
some more bad injury news for the Bears. They'll be shorthanded on defense now as well as obviously offense, which has been an issue. Matt Eberflus said earlier today that Jack Sanborn is headed to injured reserve with an ankle injury. So he will miss uh, the final three games of the year. So uh, one of the lone bright spots on defense, at least since some of the trades to move Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn off the roster. And so Sanborn, who had kind of stepped up and made a bit of a name for himself, uh, is no longer going to be able to play out the string here this season. And so just next man up, another opportunity for another linebacker on the Bears roster. We'll see who will get the uh, start for the Bears here. Yerk without uh, without Jack Sanborn the rest of the way. Um, also, I was a little surprised to see this. Matt Eberflus was asked if uh, there had been any discussion about moving the day of the game to Sunday because of the weather conditions. I can't believe that was actually asked, but he said he said no. They have not been informed no, that uh, no plans. That will be an option. There's not so. six feet of snow coming down, yeah. there, guys. I mean, seven feet of snow. It'll be blustery. And it's and Thursday cold. and Friday, isn't it? Well, that's going to be affected Thursday and Thursday, Friday, and it's going to go into, into Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, I get you. Yes, the remnants by, yeah, are going to be yes, there by correct. Saturday. Yeah, you know, it'll be tailing off Saturday, yeah. but Friday is the day of real impact that I think we plan on having. Yeah, here, the John. the uh, latest from Tracy Butler uh, that I saw was uh, early projections are for six to twelve inches with a, with possibly more, but obviously um, that's always. Uh, and remember, Always blowing snow, you'll get drifts and sure. that kind of thing. So some areas will be bare and other areas will have four feet of snow. Mm-hmm. Let's try Matt, who's in Chicago. Matt wanted to ask about the Packers. What's going on, Matty? Hi, um, Yurko. Uh, just had a question for you. Yeah. With uh, the Packers, the way they look right now, um, are, do you think they're kind of dead like Sylvie was saying like the last couple of weeks, or do you think they're an offensive and defensive lineman or two? away from uh, kind of regaining the North? I, I think they're... I think they need more of a pass rush, and Rashawn Gary being down doesn't help them, but they're still kind of doing it without Rashawn Gary. Um, the, you know, the, Him coming back healthy next year, mm-hmm. I think helps them. They got into a bad way, and I think the thumb injury that Aaron Rodgers had might have been a little bit worse than people know, okay. which affected a little bit of the way he was doing things. But I've never seen them not be able to get out of a rut. And they went into that rut, and they couldn't find a way out of it. And, you know, maybe when you jettison your whole wide receiving crew, yep. you know, you draft one. Uh, you know, Lazard was hurt a little bit at the beginning of the year. Uh, and then Dobbs, Dobbs ends up going down just when you're starting to create and, a little bit of chemistry with them. And let's be honest, while they're solid vets, like, you know, counting on uh, – Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins to be solutions to your wide receiving core. You know they're they're, they're and they fourth, just let him go too. Yeah, Watkins. Um, yeah, yeah. Cobb was out there yesterday making a play here or there. But yeah, like when that was your plan, right? To replace a Devonte Adams, you were always going to be. If anything went awry, as you mentioned, like Alan Lazard starting the season out on uh, you know where he was banged up and not av- not available as often as they would have liked, that really did. I think put a wrench in their plans well, with the receiving core. The, the second wide, I mean, the second and third Watson w- and wild card spot. Okay. No, the second and third wild card spot is still open. Sure. In the yeah. NFC. I mean, nobody's kind of running away with it. 8-5-1, 7-6-1. You sit there at 6-8. Uh, and eight. If you can win your final three games and you're putting Detroit, you're giving Detroit a loss. Mm-hmm. And you give Minnesota a loss. I don't think Minnesota's going to much care. No, kind of like the Bears got Minnesota late in the year 
Well, the Packers got him the week before. So they can have directly affect the Detroit Lions and put a loss on their column. You know, so they could theoretically, I, I got the quotation sure. marks up there, they can get there. And then the NFC East is the only team you're really fighting. I don't know what the Seattle Seahawks are going to be able to do. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They lost two in a row. Uh, I wonder, you know, what their uh, end of the season looks like. They've got the, the Chiefs, the Jets, two tough games, then they got the Rams. So odds are they get to 8-9, if I had to guess. Yeah, yeah. If I had to guess with Seattle, they can get to 8-9. So, we'll see, I mean. So, yeah, so the Packers, like, Packers if you, if you are went still out, alive. Yeah, but they're going to have to, like you said, they're they six and eight. Yeah. They don't have much. They really don't have a margin for error. They have there. zero margin for error. And I know uh, you have never been a uh, big fan of the Manning cast, which is why no. I figured I would bring it to your attention here. I was amused when I saw on social media the video clip of Eli and Peyton reacting to a couple of shirtless dudes in the stands at Lambeau. I'll let you react, Yerk. You'd actually like to keep him up, right? I mean, let him run around for a little while and kind of give him the idea that he might <laughs> rubbing score. The, rubbing what is this guy doing? What is this guy doing? <laughs> so. Oh, they're comparing <laughs> chest hair. Not a good look. You got look. a little cold. Halftime, you got to throw the sweatshirt on. Seems Can we go fun. back to Gumby chugging out of his eyeball? That's better footage than that. I don't know. I like the nipple rub. You know what? I'm with Eli. That's I agree with him. I do like the nipple rub. Are you a nipple rub guy? Well, you got to explain that to me. You got to do, you do like it. nipples being rubbed. Do I? Do I like? No, I'm not a nipple rub guy. No, no, doesn't work. I, for it me. doesn't have to be yourself. I'm just yeah. saying in general. Do you like rubbing nipples? Um, That's my question to you because Eli said I, 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 I guess, like the nipple rub. Yeah, I'm, no? I guess I'm not. I, I I always think those are for kids, not for you know. Okay. Yeah. Even well, on the other, I got to be honest. Others. I'm not. A, I'm stunned and surprised. I'm not. I'm not that kind of man. I'm. I'm. Woo. I am not that kind of man. Foot rub, Yurko. What? Foot rub. No, that's no, karm. That's, that's karm. That's karm. That's karm, Jake. Yeah. Nope. 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 But wow. Yeah. Inter- I'm, I'm not talking. I'm, I'm not... more of a Shakira. Shakira fan. Interesting. And what her greatest I, assets listen, are. Hey. Yeah. The hips. Nothing yeah. wrong with the hips. The hips don't Thank lie. You. Thank the hips you. don't lie, my friend. That's but where I, I like to operate. Listen, I'm, when I'm operating, that's the area that's... I like to operate in. Yeah. Mm. You know what? I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm into both. I'm Good not going to lie. You. Hips. Yeah. Good for hey. you. Yeah. I like, I like the nipple rub. I'm with Eli. That's Merck. where Eli's Merck. at. You, you you enjoy a nice nipple rub every now and then? Merck's like. I Merck, do not. He's no. not going to participate all right. in that all right. at all. all right. He's not going to participate. And again, mm-hmm. I, I guess some people think that's funny. Uh, that jumped the shark like three weeks ago. Manning, Manning yeah, cast? The Manning cast jumped the shark. I will say. I think it's, it's wonderfully horrific. Once ESPN landed Buck and Aikman. I was much more into the Monday Night Football yep. broadcast, and I have not found myself venturing to Eli and, and Peyton much at all this season. Last year, I did. I consumed a lot because I like the I wasn't the Monday Night Football broad, broadcast didn't compel me to stay with it. And I know you've often said who used to be on the Monday Night Football. Steve broadcast? Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick. Yeah, I like Lewis Riddick, but I I thought the three man booth got in the way. I love Steve Levy. I think as, a, I, I as like, an anchor, not like, so much as right. a play-by-play I, guy. I like Riddick when he uh, offers me thoughts on analysis, right? On players and trades, and you know other things that have to go on with front offices and everything. I don't necessarily need him telling me what's happening during a football game. I, yeah, I, I think he got unfortunately. I, I think he's got tremendous strengths in those areas, mm-hmm. and kind of got jammed in. In, into yeah. that area and saying, we like you, we think you're good, we think you're talented, now we're going to force feed you into this. 
I thought, and, yeah, I, I thought he kind of in the three man booth did not have yeah. an opportunity to excel. Whereas and, now that Buck and Aikman are, yeah, I'm not a fan of Greasy either. So yeah, I mean, well, now he's in San Francisco, right, as the yeah. uh, OC there. So yeah. you don't have to worry about hearing Brian Greasy break it down for you. Not missed. Three one two three three two. Booger McFarland. <laughs> And okay. the the yeah. booger the booger mobile oh along the sidelines. Oh boy! All right, I I have to admit I am stunned that you are uh, not into no. what Eli is. No, I like the nipple rub. Hmm. All right, interesting. Yeah, not to for each me. their own though. Nothing. Yeah. Hey, no kink shaming here, my friend. I'm, okay, whatever I'm not, you're I'm into. I'm not shaming anybody. Exactly. I'm, well, I'm saying it's not for me. That's that, all. That's totally cool. He's Yurko. I'm Mellor, and for Carmen ESPN 1000. See what Carmen and Yurko were talking about on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago today. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Jeff Mellor in for Carmen today here on ESPN 1000, uh, hanging out inside the old National Bank studio on ESPN 1000, talking Bears and Bills, a cold game set on the lakefront on Saturday, Christmas Eve game, as opposed to Sunday. The NFL has moved most of the majority of their, their, slate, their Sunday slate to a Saturday. They'll have a triple header on Sunday, and uh, I just got a update from Tracy Butler. She said she has uh, changed it up just a little bit, so not quite as much snow, Yurko. She said snow totals four to eight inches of accumulation. Four so to eight inches. The big thing for Saturday's game is going to be the cold temperatures. And the blow. Single the digits, wind chills, uh, wind chills below zero. Yeah. So. It's going to lead to tough offensive football, I believe. Which will be a bad thing for the Bears. Well, I, well, might be. Listen, it'll be a good thing for a team that can run the ball. And who's the better running team of the two? Well, I would say the Bears have more rushing yards. Right. I would say that the Buffalo Bills, though, have really not struggled to move the ball too often. They throw it at will, and then when Josh Allen wants to, he'll pull it down and create his own running game as well. He's, you know, I think. You know, we talked a lot about Jalen Hurts being, you know, and the Philadelphia Eagles providing a blueprint for what you maybe hope Fields can be. Yeah. You know, I think Josh Allen and the Bills as well are a very similar thing that what you hope the Bears offense can maybe turn into if everything goes perfectly, you know. So I, I look at it, and if, if you can't throw the ball, like pass, mm-hmm. you, you're going to be able to throw short passes. Ball's on the line, the wind's not going to affect. Yep. The problem is when you start to extend that, maybe sure. try to throw the ball for 20, you know, 20 yards. Try to go throw the ball long because mm-hmm. I don't know if the wind's going to necessarily be coming just like north south. Sure. You know what I'm saying? North to south, where it's one way, you're going to have the advantage going one way, you'll have the disadvantage going the other. I think the wind's going to be a crosswind, okay. like out of the northwest. That affects every single ball that's being thrown. No doubt about it. But I will say that the Bills are one of the teams uniquely positioned in the league with Josh Josh Allen's huge cannon of an arm. And I do believe with them stacking the lines of scrimmage now that they're not going to be able to loft the ball in the air and have that ball not get... Sure. Zoomed out of there. Yeah. I've seen a game in Denver where they tried to throw, they tried to throw the ball, and every throw that was going to the side was affected. Yep. It was either you get pushed one way or the other. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah, so it affects your timing yeah, routes. That's and... going to happen. Boy, it screams under to me, and under might be the one you want to jump on right now. This is where you might want to jump on the under today. Yeah. No field goals. 
Everything's going to be touchdowns. You're going to be going forward on fourth down. You're going to be stacking the box. It's going to be crazy things going on. What's uh, what's Cairo Santos' limit in uh, Sunday or well, Saturday's weather? Five yards. <laughs> Anything out after yeah. thirty, forget it. Uh, yeah, he's going to shake him uh, off. Uh, I got a five yard distance. That's all I can do. Let's try Paulie, who's in Lake Forest. Paulie, you're on uh, Carmen Yerko Meller and for Carm. What's Paulie. going on? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Usually, I don't appreciate non-sports banter, but today you guys are cracking me up. Thank and you. I gotta be. Uh, I agree. I knew Yerk was not a closet S and M guy. <laughs> I just knew that. Well, I just so, wanted him to confirm it on the air. That's all, Paulie. All right. So you guys know I'm just a lowly BM, lowly bookmaker. Not. I didn't go to MIT, so I'm not that good with math. I did make a mistake though of explaining to my girl about how much money we're going to be making once they legalize gambling, and these addicted gamblers run out their credit cards and they got to come to me so they get the week's worth of carry before they got to pay me. Right, right, right. And she heard me talking to my buddies about all the bears. You know, we had 98% of the money on Hill, right? Right. So I said, this is the definition of this is going to be backdoor cover. So when the bears, when they dragged Fields out of the locker room and had the receiver open by 72 yards, my girlfriend looks at me and goes, is this the definition of a backdoor cover? I said, yeah, it is. So please work with me on numbers. Like I said, I'm not that good. I didn't go to MIT. We've got the Messiah at quarterback. Oh, wait. If he does well, it's because he's great. If he does poor, it's because he has a bad supporting cast. So let's talk about his supporting cast. If Jenkins is a keeper, we need four offensive linemen, three wide receivers. Please write this down. I am not good at addition. I got That's you. Seven. Four, three. That's seven. Right. We need a tight end. Um, uh, I don't. I don't agree with you. But go ahead. We, you got to have two tight ends. All right. That's fine. You got to have eight. So we need a tight end. That's, That's eight. One. That's eight. We're not re-signing Montgomery, so you're going to need a guy that can catch out of the backfield. So now that's nine on offense. Defense, we need four defensive linemen, nine and four, that's 13. We need at least two linebackers, that's 15. And we need two defensive backs not minimum, true. that's 17. Not true. You don't, okay, need that many, many, you don't need that many defensive backs. You've got three already. You've got three already there, and then you've got little Julio Jones back. I don't think you need any. Okay, okay so we don't. Jalen Jones, fifteen guys to put a supporting cast around the Messiah. Yeah, but you're not going to have any money that. left for him for his forty mil. You're not. You're not going to need to do it, and you're three years away from having to pay him. Yeah. Listen, uh, Paulie, I agree. There's lots of work that needs to be done. Yeah. The truth is, though. That Ryan Poles has the most money available to him on the salary cap next season. They have the most money available right, to him. But he's not going to spend every dollar. Just, and here's the thing. They also have uh, a surplus of draft picks to use. You'll figure out. Listen, it, there's a, we all at this point are well aware that the Bears need to find a supporting cast for Justin Fields. But if, 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 if Justin Fields continues to progress, I think... What's encouraging, it's not just that he's, you know, he's hit 1,000 yards rushing on the season, Yerk, got the third highest total for a quarterback in NFL history in a single season. What I've seen the last few weeks, him progressing as a passer is very encouraging, especially when you look at who he's throwing the ball to. I'm Fields, to me, each and every week, I've been pleasantly surprised by, you know, what he's doing on the field. And 
you know, that's the hardest position to fill. If that's the, if he is the solution, like we all hope, and they're not going to turn away from him because, as you mentioned, they don't have to pay him just yet. Right. They've got the hardest position in sports locked up and ready to go. Uh, I don't think it's a problem getting the backup tight ends. So no. When you're saying you got this many players, will they have 15 to 20 new players on the team next Pro- year? Yes. Of course. Yes. But it's of course, not- that happens a lot. That happens all the time. That's not something that's new. No. Okay, of course they're going to need that many, that many players. We've already talked about it. Yeah. I said 26 guys are going to be brought in next year. There'll be 26 different guys on the roster next year than there are on the roster this year. Of yeah. course, we've already said it. My math is even bigger than, yeah. than no, Paulie's. No, of course. There's going to be more players. And the- Second tight ends bringing in, third wide receivers, you know, they, you come down to luxuries. I need a stud one and a two. That's what I'm looking for. I think you already they, have your number three in Claypool and yeah. or Mooney. They're, they're, those are your three and four. Yeah. Do you need top two? Yes. I want more talented people. Yes. Yeah. A backup guy is not a luxury when you're talking about 22. Yeah. You've got your defensive backfield. You don't need to look we at went your over defensive this backfield. We went yes. over that yesterday. We there. Hit it. You yeah. got it. Do you need linebackers? I need defensive linemen. Yes. And the linebackers that I play behind them are going to be fine if I get defensive linemen here. So, I mean, that's the way I end up looking at it. And listen, it's great that he's got 1,000 yards. There's a reason why only three quarterbacks have 1,000 yards. Because Mm -hmm. quarterbacks don't run, they throw. No, it does. There's a reason quarterbacks don't rush for 1,000 yards. Because you don't want them running. It's great that he does. Yep. It's great that he has done it. That's something I'd like to ex- explore a little more with you here coming up next. This is the Carmen and Yerko Show. As always, you can watch us on Twitch today and every day, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Up next, we will continue to talk about Justin Fields' 1,000-yard rushing season and what it actually means. doesn't mean anything at all. We'll be back in two minutes.